if you're in the right direction, then you feel it. You feel it every day. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to shine as your brightest self and create your dream life. We all have a light within and the power to create a life we love. Every Sunday, we'll share thoughtful conversations exploring how we can build a better future for ourselves and our world. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Eileen. Today's episode is on intentional living, specifically minimalism, slow living, and designing your dream life. Going your own path regardless of what society says. Our guest today is Sophie Dakis. Sophie Dakis is a content creator behind the lifestyle YouTube channel, Malama Life. Her videos focus on minimalism and slow living, and her mission is to inspire others to live a more meaningful life by simplifying and slowing down. She was based in Maui, Hawaii, but recently moved to Portugal with her husband and two dogs and is currently enjoying and adapting to the Portuguese way of life. Hello, Sophie. Welcome to the podcast. How are you feeling today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm excited. And thank you for coming on the podcast because it's nighttime and you're in Portugal. I really appreciate it. Of course. I tried to pick a time that was you know, okay for both of us. So I yeah. hope it's okay with you too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So why don't you start off by telling us your journey with minimalism, slow living, and also how you started sharing your lifestyle on YouTube. It's been a long journey. So if I can summarize it, um, I was working like a nine to five job um, when I first moved to Maui. And it was my first time having a, kind of a grown-up <laughs> adult job, they would call it, uh, where I was getting um, a steady paycheck. And I really didn't know how to manage my finances. And I was spending it on things like buying clothes and uh, buying like cute decor items. And I was just, you know, didn't really have a focus on where I could put my money. So I was spending it on all these things. And I just had realized at one point that, you know, there's really, I I wasn't doing anything bigger with my life. I was just spending it and the money was going. I was living paycheck to paycheck. Um, And I wanted to do something bigger. I don't know. It was just like a realization one day. And I looked into like people who are living like van lifers and uh, doing minimalism. And I think I was like searching on YouTube and um, there was this whole movement called minimalism at the time that was really big. Um, Marie Kondo was getting big at the time and I watched your video too. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like people are uh, finding more meaning in their lives by minimizing and I tried to implement that kind of philosophy and lifestyle into my own life. And I was like, oh, wow, like there's more than uh, just living paycheck to paycheck. Like you can actually um, use your time and money towards things that you really care about. And that's kind of how my minimalism journey started. And yeah. So did it start with minimalism and then you got into just like intentional and slow living in general, or were you always living like that before? 
I think slow living and minimalism really go hand in hand for me anyways. I think a lot of different people have different ways of uh, interpreting it. But for me, minimalism and slow living is really, you know, you can't have one or the other because it's about intentionality, right? Like slow living for me is about slowing down and um, appreciating the little things in life. And with minimalism, as you really remove that excess from your life, you start to appreciate the things that you already have. So yeah, it was kind of like the slow living term was new for me, but I, um, that was what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I just didn't know how to articulate it. And I was really excited when I found this term of slow living. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then at what point did you decide to start sharing this lifestyle on YouTube? Like what sparked that? Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Um, I think it was, well, I first started my channel in 2020. Um, I think at that time, everybody was kind of like (laughs) trying to figure out or trying to refocus and prioritize what they wanted to do with their life or just, you know, it just gave us a moment to reflect and definitely was for me. And I was really happy with my job at the time. I was working for a, a, a nonprofit and I was teaching finances and um, for low-income families to buy their first homes. And it was a really good job. I really loved it. But um, there was a part of me that wanted to do something more creative. And I think I always wanted to do YouTube, but didn't know what what I could bring to the table. I didn't know what kind of content I could share on YouTube. Um, but then I decided, oh, I'm just going to share my journey and just talk about my story on there and see who resonates. But yeah, at that time I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to share my journey of what I'm going through with minimalism, what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong. And um, that's how I started my YouTube journey. I finally got the courage to like get the camera out and shoot because I've always wanted to do YouTube, but never had the courage to do it until, you know, two years ago. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I want to, I mean, just to give a definition to our audience, how would you define minimalism and your lifestyle? Oh man, I think my definition of minimalism definitely has changed over the years. (laughs) Um, And like I said, when I first discovered minimalism, it was all these different other people and uh, trying to uh, model my life after theirs, right? But then after a while, you start to define it in your own way and adapt minimalism into your own lifestyle. So in the beginning, I think the easiest part is like decluttering, just getting rid of all the things that you don't want and kind of uh, reflecting on your life. But more and more I'm thinking, oh, wow, it's it's not just about the physical things, you know, it's really um, not just even a lifestyle choice, but it's also a mindset that you carry throughout your life and you apply to your friendships, your relationships and your um, choices that you make throughout your life. And it's difficult for me to summarize it in just one <laughs> one clean phrase. 
No, I understand because I also went on this journey of minimalism. I also read the book by Marie Kondo. And I remember in the beginning, minimalism, I mean, it's exciting. And then at one point it became a little bit restrictive. Like there's a lot of rules. And then I, I think a lot of people have like their philosophy had to like evolve over time where it really is about intentionality, like what you bring into your life, making sure everything is intentional, that you love everything. And so I was just curious, like what your journey was, like how, how that evolved. Cause, cause there's like minimalism isn't about like, oh, you can only have like five number of this thing and one of this thing. It's not about the number, right? It's like, everyone has a different, I guess, boundary or definition of what, what, a, what their life looks like as a minimalist. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I love hearing all the different ways that people practice minimalism and what um, minimalism means for everyone, you know, but it's also like not restrictive. It doesn't have to look one way or, you know, everyone has their own definition. Some people just, you know, live in their vans. That's minimalism. Some people like having only a certain number of you know, things. And that's minimalism too. But for me, I think it's more just being more conscious about the way that I live, you know, not wasting my money on things that I really don't need. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a big one for me because I used to have like a shopping problem. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, it's, um, I try not to put myself in a box because I'm really bad at following rules and I feel like that would get stale really quick. So what I try to do is um, just be more intentional, just you know, check myself uh, to see, oh, is this really going to move me forward? Is this really going to uh, benefit me or is this going towards my bigger why? And if it's not, then I'm going to pass and yeah. Before we go on, let's take a moment for our sponsor, Clinique. February to me is a month for self-love. We have Valentine's and Galentine's, but it's also a reminder to give yourself love as well. And I always include skincare under self-care. Many things in life can dehydrate your skin, including weather, pollution, blue light, time spent in the sun, mask wearing, air travel, and air conditioning. Fight back against life's daily dehydrators with Clinique Moisture Surge TM 100 Hour. This supercharged gel cream hydrator delivers 100 hours of hydration for plump, glowing skin even after washing your face. Auto replenishing technology helps skin create its own internal water source, delivering continuous, oil-free, and and non-greasy radiant hydration. After one week, 99% of women say this leaves their skin feeling deeply hydrated. I'm all about deep hydration, especially to improve dry fine lines. So I love that this moisturizer has hyaluronic acid and aloe bioferment for ever glowing skin. Just one use and you'll see improvement in skin radiance. Shop Clinique Moisture Surge 100 hour this Valentine's Day for 20% off at Clinique.com. Discount valid through February 14th. Let's talk about like your philosophies on life because you, you I, I like the way you live life. Like you're very intentional. And can you give us, I don't know, if you could let the audience give like an inside look at your mind. Like how do you approach life? Do you know what I mean? Like you just said, you ask yourself all these questions and yeah, essentially it's like your values, your philosophy, all of that. Well, I have to say I watched a lot of your videos Um for the longest time. And I really like um, your life philosophy. And I 
find that we have a lot in common in how we see life and uh, what we value. But yeah, I think, I don't know, it's it's really difficult to to sum it up, but I just feel like life is so precious, you know, like it, we shouldn't waste it. Um, there's a meaning for all of us. And in order to find that meaning or find what we love, we have to kind of remove all the, the excess, right? Because there's going to be so much distractions, especially in this world where we live in a, you know, a world that's so abundant. And uh, a lot of people say like more is, you know, they prioritize having more and having more success, having more material wealth. But I think a lot of it can kind of take us away from what we actually want or what we actually um, are here for. I don't know if there's like, a, <laughs> I don't know how to say that, but well, I was going to ask, like, how do you prioritize your life? Like, what is it that matters to you the most? A lot of different things at different stages of my life. Uh, I think it changes because I'm constantly changing. Um, in my 20s, I think it was about finding uh, who I am and finding meaning. And although that's relevant to me still in my 30s, and I think it will forever be, um, that kind of took a back seat. And to me right now, it's about connection, about finding uh, people that I truly align with, um, just kind of investing more into my relationships and um, yeah, connecting with different people. I think that's like a huge priority in my, in my life, in my 30s. It's kind of like a, been a big theme in my early 30s. I love that. I also love that you mentioned like you're ever changing and these priorities and values can change over time. For sure. Like, yeah. do, do you feel like that? Like your priorities have changed oh, yeah. since your yes. 20s? <laughs> I think my early 20s was finding myself, finding mm -hmm. what I want to do in life. And also I was really like hardwired to like, I need to succeed some way. Like I was, you know, the hustle mentality where like, I have to make it, <laughs> you know? And then once you like, you get older and you start to value like spending time with your friends or like you value people more, you value your own like inner peace more. Like I, the past couple of years, I guess since 2020, I'm like, I don't want to stress anymore. Like I, I used to put so much stress on myself and pressure on myself. And now I'm like, no, why, why it's unnecessary. So, so things like that. <laughs> For sure. Do you think, um, just having everything, the whole world stopping, did that just give you the, the turnaround point or? I think that was, I mean, it definitely made a lot of like shift in my life by, I think I was already going through like burnout <laughs> with YouTube by that point. Like 2019, I, I felt like I was already pretty burnt out and I was learning how to slow down since this whole time frame. Yeah. yeah. I really admire you for being on YouTube for so long. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Your journey is like, I've you seen know. so many faces of YouTube. It's I bet. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's so that's really admirable, like your consistency you. and just showing up. I think mm -hmm. that's like, it's really hard for me. I've, you know, been on the platform for like two years, two, yeah. two, two and a half. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's a challenge. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's why I, I've learned to adapt. Like I used to be really hard. Like I have to be super consistent post every week. And then I'll, now I'm more fluid with life. It's like, you know, it's, 
it's just more fluid. Like show up when I feel like it, when I have the energy and the inspiration. But if I don't like give myself permission and don't feel guilty about it. I love that. Yeah. I think that's like my thing right now. I'm like, okay, if you know, it has to come natural, the inspiration can't be forced. And yeah, that's, that's good. That's a good tip for, you know, sustaining it for the long term, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, but I also want to give the tip that you do need some structure. Cause I also went into the, like, I also wait, was like, okay, let's see how I feel if I only work when I'm inspired, but sometimes it doesn't come because you've been so burnt out. So you'll like knock, I'm like, okay, I'm not doing anything for like two months. I so, see. so you need some structure, but mm-hmm. don't be so rigid. It, it's a balance. It's, <laughs> it's a hard balance. to explain, it's but a it's a balance. balance. Yeah. Like everything there's, it's yep. a balance, right? Yeah. yeah. I get it. I'm going through that right now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I want to hear about your decision to move to Portugal. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when I look at you, like you're very intentional about the way you live. I, I, I hopefully you know that lavender is about like designing your dream life. Right. And I, I see you doing that as well. So I want to know how I, what do you do to intentionally design your dream life and and then talk about why you want to go to Portugal? (laughs) Sure. I think it's so important, you know, like to to know that you have the power to live the life that you want, right? Like the artist of life, you talk about it all the time. I am such a big advocate of that, that you create the life that you want with the materials that you are given. And once that was like solidified in my head. I was like, okay, what what do I really want? What do I want to prioritize? How do I want to spend my time? And how do I want to remember my life? Um, those are big questions that I'm still not, you know, I have I don't have the answers to it yet. But I just have a lot of things that I want to see and I want to do. And living abroad, living in Portugal was one of them. Um We came here in 2019, my husband and I, we came for like a very short trip and absolutely fell in love with the the whole country Um, Mm. we saw from north to south. It was very short, but we just got a glimpse of it and really fell in love with it. And we went back home to Maui um, and we were like, okay, how can we, how can we make this happen? Um, and started kind of, you know, he had his like Excel spreadsheet out and <laughs> I had my journal and my list out and we're like, okay, let's crunch some numbers. Let's look into different ways that we can get uh, a long-term visa. And yeah, that, that was um, kind of the start of it. That's amazing. And is he naturally from Maui? Like, were you both from Hawaii? Um, I'm not, but oh, you're not. Where are you is. from? I am. Well, I went to school in San Diego. But oh, okay. I grew up in many different places. I'm actually, I grew up, uh, like went to high school in Alaska. Oh. Yeah. And then I was born in Korea. I moved around a lot and, and then went to Oahu to be with my husband. And then mm. we ended up moving to Maui because of our jobs. So. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. He's from Maui though. So yeah. all of his family's there. I see. But it's, I I love that, like you guys had this dream together. And then once you have the dream, it's just like, okay, how do we make it work? You just crunch the numbers. That's it. Right. Yeah. And the timing of it too, we're like, okay, we're both, you know, in our early thirties and 
we don't have a big, you know, we don't have kids. We don't have a family yet. We have our two dogs, but like, when else are we going to have this chance to do it? And if the opportunity opens up, why not go for it? So I think we just took that opportunity and we're really grateful that we were able to make this happen. Yeah. So inspiring. Wait, what about your dogs? Where are your dogs? They're here. Oh, you brought them over. Yeah, oh, wow. of course. They're okay. my babies. I, I couldn't leave them behind. Um, yeah. But it was because of our dogs. Um, we took a long road trip all throughout the, from West Coast to East. And um, from Boston to uh, Lisbon is like a six hour flight. So it oh, wasn't that it? bad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I see. So like you didn't want them to be on a plane for that long. So exactly. Wow. Yeah. yeah it was, that takes was so much so planning, nervous. like traveling with a dog. I don't yeah. even know how that works. <laughs> Have you traveled with your dog before? Not on a plane. Not just on road a train. Well, your dog's much bigger than um, my two dogs. So my two dogs were able to go in the cabin with us. So thankfully, like, I don't know, I get really anxious about my dogs and traveling with them. So I was glad that I was able to keep an eye. Nice. Okay. Um, that's amazing. So in now that you're there, I mean, is your lifestyle more or less the same or has everything changed? Right? Like, because you're still, you're just making YouTube videos full time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thankfully I can work anywhere. Um, and being location independent was like such a blessing of doing YouTube. So I'm still working, um, while I'm here, but you know, everything's different because, because I'm in a new place and I don't speak the language. Um, I'm learning Portuguese, but just navigating my day to day, it's exciting. It's fun. And there's a sense of like, we're exploring this place together right now. So I don't have like a solid routine yet, but I'm just trying to um, enjoy this like honeymoon, honeymoon period. Definitely. And do you have like an idea how long you're going to be there or is it everything kind of up in the air? Yeah, I think everything's kind of up in the air. Um, We love it, you know, but we have this mentality, uh, if it doesn't last forever, you know, if something calls us back to the States, then um, it would have been just a good opportunity and a good kind of, you know, time in our lives for us. Mm -hmm. So we don't know, but uh, we'll see. (laughs) I love that. So beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I feel so grateful and I'm trying to enjoy every moment, especially because we don't know how long that's going to last, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, do you have any tips for people who want to do what you did, like pick up and and move somewhere else? Like what was something that you didn't expect or a way that you would have wished you prepared better for? There's a lot that I didn't prepare for. <laughs> I think um, you just have to go through it and learn as you go. Um, it's, you know, it's such a, it was such a big move that I'm thinking back, I'm like, oh, I could have done this, 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 differently. And I feel like you always have that sense of regret or, you know, if you could go back in time, you only, you realize that after you have done it. Um, But for people who want to make the same move or make such a drastic or like international move, I think your why has to be really strong. Like, why do you want to do it? Because there's going to be so many ups and downs and challenges that come your way. Um, But 
I think my advice would be like, if you, if there's even a glimpse of chance that you can like go for it, you know, like those challenges, they come with rewards and the ups comes with the downs and the downs comes with the ups. So yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but it does. And then also in, since you are, you embrace minimalism, like, did you, did you, you know, obviously you're not going to bring that much stuff when you're moving abroad. Right. So did you have to like majorly declutter your life again? Well, well, we rented out our place on Maui. We have a house there and I kept most of our big furnitures and things like that and rented it out as furnished Um, because we don't know when we're going to go back. Yeah. Yeah. But for everything else, we try to fit it in six suitcases. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Your whole life, like everything just in these boxes. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So um, I think like four of them was mine and two of them was my husband's or something like that. <laughs> He's also a minimalist. Oh man, he is the minimalist. Like I learned so much from him um, because he really doesn't, I don't know, he, he's okay with just having such like little things and he's able to just enjoy the experience. So I learn from him every day. Yeah. Yeah. We brought just six suitcases, mostly clothes and things to kind of start us off in Portugal. But, you know, we figured they have everything that we need. If we need it, then we can get it here. So that was our mentality. Yeah. It's nice that both of you seem like you're on this journey together. Like he's also into minimalism. He's also like on board to like live abroad with you. Have there been times where like you clash in your values or like, I'm just curious, like what the journey is when you're going with someone. Cause for example, me and my boyfriend, he's not a minimalist. So when I was getting into minimalism, it was so difficult. Yeah. Cause he's all about like, no, I want to buy more things. Oh, and that's so funny. And so that's it's, the opposite. It's funny because you guys are like going in the same direction, but sometimes relationships like you clash, right? And so how, I'm I'm curious, like how do you got how do you deal with it when your values or you know things like that kind of don't get along? They say opposites attract, so <laughs> he's definitely my opposite. And um, I was the one that was not a minimalist, and he was. You know, he's not an intentional. Uh, minimalist you know he didn't choose to be a minimalist he just doesn't buy a lot of things exactly exactly but um when I was uh, going through my phase where I was buying a lot of things like he didn't say anything or he didn't try to push his uh mindset or philosophy on me which I'm really thankful for and I just had to kind of um realize it on my own and I think He's much happier now that I'm not, you know, there's no like boxes coming to the door all the time. And yeah, yeah, it was really cool for him to just, um, yeah, he just let like let be. you be. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's and beautiful. Then, yeah. I appreciate that because he definitely could have said something or made a comment, which I probably wouldn't have listened to him at that time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really sweet. It's like he loves you for you, regardless of whether you like, just regardless of how you are. Yeah. You know, when you're in a relationship, you know, you change within that relationship and you kind of have to let the other person come to their own at their own pace and on their own time. So yeah, exactly. You can't force it. Before we go on, it's time for a break with our sponsor. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
When you feel your best, life seems to flow with ease, but sometimes that flow gets disrupted and it's only natural to get overwhelmed and feel disconnected. Get back into your flow with therapy because with the proper support, you can feel empowered to overcome anything and live life to the fullest. Speaking with a therapist on BetterHelp has helped me better understand myself and my mind. What I like about therapy is that having a therapist will help you tap into deeper emotions and fears, ones that you don't really notice in your day-to-day. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Plus, you have the flexibility to switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash TLL today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash TLL. I also want to ask you about your habits and your routines. I know you're now in a new location, new lifestyle, but what are the things that you make sure that you always do? I feel like my routines, I always have to switch them up because I get bored of the same routine over and over again. But um, some things that I always try to implement and ever since being in Portugal, um, because I have two dogs, you know, I go for walks in the morning, but I live really close by the ocean. We have like really beautiful cliffs nearby and it, it is kind of out of the way and I have to drive there. It's like a 10 minute drive which isn't that at all, of course, but Mm -hmm. I go there every morning to make sure that I go and see the ocean and start my day that way. It's such a different way to start the the day. Like it uplifts my mood and it's just, I don't know, it's something that I'm trying to take advantage of because I live so close by. And yeah, I I don't know, like before to me, it was so important that I practice uh, meditation. I practice yoga and work out and all this stuff, but it's more intuitive now. I feel that, you know, if my body needs it, then I will um, do more of an active exercise. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know, go for a run or really do something that's um, challenges my body. But if I don't feel like it, then I don't force myself to do it. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'll practice something more gentle, like yoga or just even going for a walk is fine. Or um, my favorite is just like strolling around and just discovering a new place. I feel like that's enough exercise for me. So I try to listen to what my body needs. And instead of having like a very strict routine, which I I know I'm going to fail anyways at it. Um, I try to just implement, uh, just try to be more in tune and see what my body needs at the time. I love that because like you said, it it makes you feel, because if you have a routine, you're going to fail and then that makes you feel bad about yourself. But instead, if you just tune in, oh, oh, today I feel like doing this or, or doing that, then it's like, anything you do is like a win because it's it's on top of what you would have done, be- which is nothing, right? Like your baseline is nothing. Yeah. Anything you do is like a win. <laughs> which I don't know if that's like a good that. thing to like set the bar low for yourself and <laughs> be I'm impressed. Not sure, but, but no, I, I, you're just going with the flow, your nature. You're just, yeah. you know what I mean? You know how nature just, it doesn't try. It just, it just is. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That's so true. Like, 
Yeah, that's my thing. Like, just try to go with the flow, especially I'm in, I'm in a new place. So I want to, um, I don't know, I kind of want to let, let everything that I've known in the past and just kind of see what comes my way and what I want to implement into my life and what I don't. It's a period of transition right now. So I think you get such like a fresh slate when you're moving to a new place because you reset your life and your habits. And it's kind of like you're seeing the, like you're restarting your life and you get to decide what this new life looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely felt that. And it's, it was um, very, I wouldn't say very needed, but I really appreciated having the opportunity um, to, kind of reset and have that fresh perspective again. Um, you know, of course you don't have to make an international move to do that, but it, it is a good time to take that opportunity and run with it. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to ask you about your creative process in making videos because the visuals are so beautiful. Like, <laughs> I mean, the writing is beautiful. Your voice is so calming. Um, I'm, I mean, what is your process? Like, how do you come up with a video? Like, do you start with writing? And I don't know. I want to know the process. Sure, sure. By the way, your voice is so calming and relaxing. <laughs> I'm sure you hear that all the time. But um, I listen to your um, positive affirmations and things like that. And I love it because, I don't know, I can hear uh, your personality and your voice too. Like, <laughs> And I love hearing it. Um, but my creative process... I think it changes for the video and the video idea that I have. I don't know. Sometimes I will come up with a video idea and it's really difficult to come up with the content or like what I'm trying to say and articulate it. Um, so I put that back. But then sometimes I'm, I get a idea last minute. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go run. I'm going to run with it. And the idea just flows and it's really easy to write and record and uh, to film for. So really depends. Um, it really depends. I don't really have a specific routine, but um, I do like the filming process of uh, my videos so much more than like the writing or anything like that. Oh, I see. Do you, but do you have like a script and then you go out to like film scenes or do you film randomly your life and then put it to your, your scripts, I guess? I think uh, most of the time I will go and film first. And then okay. I'm like, oh, wait, I, you know, as I'm filming, I'm getting um, the inspiration. Ideas. Oh, this week I should talk oh. about this. Oh, or, okay. Yeah, which is kind of, I don't know, reverse. You should think of the well, idea first. Everybody, like all creatives work differently, which is why I love hearing like everyone's process. I see. I see. Yeah. What about you? Do you, um, I usually how, what is start your process? With yeah, I usually start with writing. Like I have mm -hmm. an I, I have a list of ideas and then I'll be like, which one do I feel like talking about? Because I'm not always inspired to talk about all of them. And then I will, yeah, I'll basically write out like an outline. If it's the type of video where I'm talking to the camera, I don't write a script. I just have an outline and then I just film myself. And that, but other times it's, you have to write a script if it's a voiceover, but usually I film the scenes after I, I have the, the idea. That makes way more sense. <laughs> well, no, but like, I mean, I like yours too. Cause you get inspired as you're filming your life. Yeah. Like when you I said, watched, it's, yeah, yeah. Your videos, like, I'm like, it's, it's just like you in nature or it's your life going to a restaurant. And I'm like, how does she plan this? No. <laughs> you know? It's so random, I promise. 
Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask you, um, you said that you don't script your videos when you are doing, like when you're talking to the camera, when did it, like, does it feel completely natural for you that you've been doing it for so long, um, to talk to the camera about the topic that you, you know, you, you have in mind and the words just come to you on the spot? Let me preface it with this. My videos are definitely better when I write out a script and do a voiceover. Because when I'm talking to the camera, it is so... If you watch the uncut version, it's so bad. It's it's unwatchable. Because, <laughs> I, you know, you, you stumble and you're... It's literally like I'm forming my thoughts sometimes as I'm speaking to the camera. And then I'll be like, oh, that's what I want to say. And then I'll start over and I'll say it. <laughs> so it's not... That. It's not like a first time I'm giving like a, a perfect talk. It's really not. Okay. It's just okay. that it's, it's easier for me to, to just like turn on the camera and record than it is to like overthink, oh, what exactly am I going to say? I yeah. see. I see. And then you just edit it out. Yeah. I edit out all the mistakes and stuff. I got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Because you, um, most of your videos are like sit down with the camera. Yeah. I feel like. Because it's easier for me to do that. It's more challenging to do the types of videos that you do. Like I do them sometimes, but it just takes more time. Like there's more planning involved. I see. Yeah. Isn't it so interesting? Like it's so different for everyone, what they prefer and what they don't and what's natural for them. Because I feel so shy in front of the camera, like when I'm speaking directly to it. (laughs) And I I just feel so, uh, the words don't come. I just... I talk really slowly and that's like one of the comments that I get the most. (laughs) (laughs) It fits your brand though. It's like, take your time, enjoy it, you know? Well, thank you for saying that. But yeah, I'm like, oh, well, this is the pace that I think. So I have, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I can't help that. (laughs) It's also something that with time, you'll become better at it. Just like with anything, you get more confident and then you, yeah. That's good. That's reassuring for sure. (laughs) Okay. I I have a fun question that I want to ask you. What is something that your audience doesn't know about you? Like what don't you show on your YouTube channel? Um, A lot. (laughs) Yeah. Cause there's, yeah, there's the real you and then there's the persona you show on, on YouTube. So I'm curious, what's the gap of that? You know, I'm sure that you, you get this a lot, but for me, especially my videos, it I think of it as a production. Um, you know, I'm trying to convey a specific point. I'm trying to tell a story. And sometimes it's hard to do that um, when I show just my real life. And I was like, oh, well, you know, that I don't want to show the non-authentic self. I think that I struggled with that. I was like, am I just showing the most beautiful and pretty parts of my life? But you know, I think I learned that I want to keep some things private and some things public, right? And anyone who is watching my videos, um, they should know that, okay, this girl has more sides to her than just, you know, uh, just minimalism and slow living. <laughs> like, like anybody, like anybody who puts themselves out there there's a persona and also there's like the real them when they're hanging out with their friends or when they're you know talking to their uh parents or whatever like there's the quirky side there's the weird side there's the funny humorous side and I definitely have that too you know I'm not always calm um 
I'm, I'm not always, I don't know what, what are some things that people assume like quiet and yeah, you uh, seem very Zen like yeah. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. Everything is slow and beautiful all the time. Oh man. I wish I wish. <laughs> right? But like, is that really realistic for anybody? I am definitely um, a goofball with my husband, you know, playful with my dogs. And I don't know, I'm, I'm, I feel like there's so much that people don't know and I'm okay that they don't know. And it's fun to like show parts of it with you when I'm talking with you, I'm sure, you know, it's different than like my videos or whatnot. And I like to keep it that way. Yeah, I think this conversation is so interesting because first of all, it reminds people who, for example, if they watch your channel, it reminds people that we don't, you can't know all sides of a person just by seeing who what they show online. That's a lesson for all of us. Like don't assume someone's life based on what they show. Um, it's also a conversation of like what to show and what not to show, what to keep private. I actually think I, I'm a pretty private person too. Like, although I put, I've been doing YouTube for so many years, there's so much of my life that I still keep private parts of my personality that I don't get to show on my videos. It's not like I'm trying to hide it, but it's just that it, you know, the opportunity doesn't happen. Right. You're really good at doing this too. Um, like being private and being inauthentic is completely different things like you're being you're able to be very vulnerable and authentic on camera um, without showing all the sides of you without oversharing and I think that's really important and a lesson that uh, I learned <laughs> you know yeah, I tried yeah. to start like a vlog channel like my second channel because I thought that I had to show that okay my life is not perfect but nobody needs that you know they you know people don't need to know that um that there's all sides that should be assumed because social media is you know we all know it's just the highlight reel or it's a production or it's a whatever and you you don't need to you don't owe anything to anyone you know yeah I love that 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 line you don't owe anything to anyone I think sometimes we feel like oh we have to show every like either show too much or show not enough. And it's, it's all, it, it was confusing, at least for me to navigate for a while. I'm like, for I, sure. Me too. Right? I, I still find <laughs> like, that confusing. Like how like, much do I reveal and how much don't I reveal? And even if you don't post, like, don't feel guilty for not, for not, because yeah, almost goes back to what you were saying. Like any, if the baseline is zero, anything on top is, is a win. Like it, you showing anything of your life is a win. Like you don't have to show everything. Yeah. Like it's, it's different too. It's like, I'm super grateful for all the people that, that support me and follow me. Um, you know, but I don't feel like I owe anything to them. It's different, you know, like I can appreciate you and still feel like, you know, they have my support no matter what. And if I feel like, oh, I, I don't feel comfortable sharing this part of my life. I just, I would hope that they would understand that because they know like I'm a person with complications and stresses and, you know, problems in my, in my real life. So that's just my take on it. No, I like it. It's a more, it's, it's a healthier and mature way to look at this. Cause if you, for example, look at like celebrities or the K-pop industry, like the way people expect things from famous yeah. people is so, it's a, that's another Unrealistic. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's hard. I feel like that's not yeah. sustainable for me yeah. anyways. No. You know? Yeah. yeah. You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Something that I 
really like that you talk on your channel is just the fact that you don't you're you're you choose to go against what society is pushing everyone to do, right? Society tells you to care about these things and you're like, no, I'm going to care about whatever I want to care about. Or, you know, so a lot of our listeners feel that pressure from society, whether it's peers, social media. So what inspires you to be so confident in going your own way? The first thing I have to mention is I have really supportive parents and no matter what, you know, um, life decision I've made. I feel like they've always been behind it hundred percent. And even though they disagreed with it, I think they, um, I don't know, maybe they trusted me enough or they just, yeah, they were just very supportive. And I'm really grateful for that because sometimes it can be really hard when you have resistance from the people around you that are, you know, supporting you financially or whatnot. So yeah, I think, that gives me the confidence to really kind of find my own path in life. Um, but I think it's so important to, um, regardless of the support that you have or not, it's your only one chance in life. And um, when you feel that your path is not aligned with what society wants, I don't know, at some point you're going to, you're going to feel miserable. And I feel mm -hmm. that, it's better to fi find that, um, I don't know, find out early on that, oh, this isn't the path for me and face the challenges of creating the life that you want than face the challenges of enduring a life that you don't want, right? So I don't know. To me, life is difficult anyway, so might as well, <laughs> you know. You're right. There's going to be a challenge either way. Like there, it's it's hard to pursue your dreams, but it's also incredibly difficult to endure like suffering doing something you don't like, living a life you don't like. So I would much rather challenge on the way towards my dreams than right, than right. I'm and I'm sure <laughs> that you know, like um, the challenges that you face with YouTube. I'm sure there were many challenges, you know, but you love it because. Right. It's something you that, chose. yes, yeah. exactly. You yeah. chose it. And I think there's a really good quote uh, by, I don't know who it's by, but they said, if you are having a hard time doing things you love, um, then it's called passion. But if you are having a hard time doing things you don't want, that's called stress. Yeah. That like really spoke to me and it's true. Like any road that you choose, there's going to be challenges. Just what road do you want to choose? You know? Love that. It's when you put it that way, it's like a no brainer, like go for what you want because it's, you know, there's going to be challenges either way. And you're going to like, it also is like, if you chose this path, you're going to accept the challenges. But if you didn't choose it, like say your parents are forcing you in a certain direction, there's so much like, you're just gonna be so unhappy. You're going to be suffering. Yeah. And I think it's easier said than done for sure. Like I said, I had the support of my parents, but let's say you don't and your parents are forcing you to go a certain way or you feel pressured because um, you don't have the finances and you have to work a job that you don't like for a while. But I think it's really important to know, oh, I have a choice, you know, like I can work it up to that point where I can go and do my own thing. Even if it's not now, maybe it's five years or 10 years from now, you have to have um, a plan. And if you don't have it, then you're just 
I don't know, going to continue down the path, you know? Yeah. It's okay to do something that you don't like, but you chose to do it because it's a step towards doing what you want. Like, I think that's okay too. Cause in, I think it's easier to endure knowing like, okay, I don't, this is not ideal, but like I chose this cause it'll help me get there. Like, I, I think that's okay too. For sure. I, I feel like we all have to, right? Like we yeah. all have <laughs> At to some endure. Point in our life, like it's like, yeah. I didn't really, did I want to finish school? Like, did I want to exactly. wake up at 6am? Like, not really. Exactly. But, yeah. And you learn a lot from um, those experiences too, that you learn that, okay, this isn't for me, you know, but um, yeah, like eventually you have to steer towards the, the life that you want. And even though you don't know exactly what it is, like if you're in the same, if you're in the right direction, then you feel it, you feel it every day. Definitely. What do you see when you look to the future? Like what's next for you? I'm curious, what do you hope to do with your platform? I think about it a lot. I'm constantly thinking about it. Um, But right now I feel that I've gotten to a point where I found a good pace for my channel for putting out my videos, which is like every once uh, every other week. I feel like that's like a perfect pace for me. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, good because it's like it's paced out enough that you're not going to be stressing every single week to like finish yeah, something. For yeah. sure. And it doesn't wow. feel forced. Like I That's keep good. myself accountable. Yeah. Um, so right now I don't have big plans or anything. I just want to be consistent. I want to kind of prove to myself that, okay, like um, be in it long enough, you know, until you feel that uh, you need another creative out or you need to do something bigger. Um, but I'm just kind of enjoying the process, especially since I'm in a in a new place in Portugal. I I want to get into another rhythm here. So definitely. Yeah. And I'm sure it's you've had some new inspiration just being in a new place. Yes. I'm so grateful for it too. Like there's so much inspiration. I think, I don't know, this country's so beautiful and there's not a lot of people around and I just I don't know I really I'm really really enjoying it I I feel like you moved from one paradise to another (laughs) and that's why people like probably love watching your life because it's it really is a dream and that's why I feel like oh I can share it through my videos like all these beautiful places that I can go and film and all this stuff um I'm just really grateful that I can you know, share it through my videos too. Definitely. Like there's so much nature. <laughs> so, so you're literally 10 minutes from the cliff. Cause I see the cliff. I'm like, wow, does she like drive to a, like really far to film for her videos? Like, cause I barely, like it's so much effort to like go out and film something outside. That's why I film everything at my house. <laughs> like it's so much, I mean, at least for me, everyone's different. Some people prefer yeah. going out and going on adventures to film Yeah, stuff. yeah. I think for me, my house, um, you know, I have to clean. I have to like, you know, put the dogs away or whatever, like to film in my house. It's like, and also there's not a lot of sunlight in the house. There's not a lot of windows. So I'm like, oh, if I go out and film, it's like so much better. I don't know. I get to explore. I get to be in nature. Wait, does your husband help you or do you film things yourself? Like tripod or... Uh, yeah, mostly it's tripod and camera for me. And then sometimes when I'm like in a store, like in the restaurant, then he'll he'll take over the camera for me. I'll ask him too. <laughs> what about you? Do you film everything by yourself? 
I do for the most part. That's why it's like, it's easier to do it in a controlled location, whether it's home, backyard, or a nearby park. Cause I, it's just me. I just put the tripod somewhere and then I, I do my thing. Um, my boyfriend doesn't really help film. He's not good at it. Only if, if we're traveling together, then yeah, he might hold the camera. Um, but that's about it. Unless I do like a high production thing where I could ask a videographer friend to help me. Most of the time, it's just me. <laughs> that's awesome. And I feel like, you know, because you have the vision for it, you know what you want to film and, you know, your boyfriend, you, it's hard for him to know what's in your head or like your vision. So yeah, it's nice to have the tripod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. What, I guess if you were to leave the audience with like a lasting final message, what would it be? I would say, because my channel is about minimalism and slow living, I think no matter what, you know, situation you're in, because I get comments all the time, like, you know, different stories, different lives. We all lead different lives, you know, but um, no matter what situation or whatever life that you're living in, you know, you don't have to think that that's it. You know, you can change your life if you decide to. And there's different people out there um, with different lifestyles that you can draw inspiration from. Um, and I think it's really important to have that hope. I don't know, that hope is kind of a seed to uh, change your life for the better or live the life that you really want. So I don't know. I hope that um, like videos like yours and videos like mine inspire people to just get different ideas of to live a better life or live the best life that they can and hope to continue on doing that. Amazing. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Sophie, for sharing. Oh, lastly, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me mostly on my YouTube channel at Malama Life. Uh, you can, I'm kind of trying to be more active on my Instagram too um, and post more short form contents on there. Um, and that handle is Malama Life as well. Thank you so much. I just want to speak before I end this, I, I want to speak back on your point because I feel like our mission is the same. It's like to inspire people to like create the life that they really love. And I, each person has like, we're, even though we have the same mission, our lifestyles are different because we prefer different things. Like we create in different ways. And I think that's beautiful. And I think the more people share their life, their lifestyle, like the more like it opens the mind for people. They're like, oh, like look at Sophie living in Portugal. Look at this and this. I, I just think it's amazing. Yeah, me too. That's why I love YouTube. It's like you get to really see different stories and these are just people just filming their lives. And I don't know, like, yeah, like you said. Like your basically your world doesn't have to be the box that you grew up in. It does not have to look like the people in your neighborhood. It's like... There's so many different lifestyles and cultures out there. Yeah. And I love that you're, you share like the struggles that you've been through, you know, like during your childhood or whatnot. And I think that helps people to think like, oh, I'm not alone. Like there are people who went through worse things than I did, or there are things, there are people who overcame the things that I'm going through. And yeah, I, I think that's the most important thing in the whole world is to connect and share our stories. And um, yeah, that's that's why I love you too. Yeah, same. Thank you so much, Sophie. This was amazing. Thank you, You're Arlene. so sweet. And oh, I cannot wait you. to so are you. follow your adventures, your <laughs> oh. story. 
Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like the podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also subscribe to our podcast YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lifestyle. Lastly, follow me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender for more content on creating your dream life. Sending you so much love. Bye.